You're listening to The Authenticity Show, where you get to eavesdrop on great conversations about health, creativity, and the quest for excellence. Your hosts are Carlos Casados and Satch Purcell. Our guest today is Sandy Chastine. Sandy Chastine is a fun and really interesting person to talk to, and if you don't know who she is, I think you're going to like her a lot. This conversation begins with the discussion of her time as an officer in the Air Force, specifically with regards to sexual assault, which unfortunately is pretty common in the military. And then we move into more present-day stuff where she is a networking guru and a holistic health coach and an essential oils expert and so many other things. I mean, this woman is kind of amazing. So uh, here we go, Sandy Chastine. So I was at officer training school, and it was a small. It was it was actually the smallest class in history. There were only um, five or seven women in the entire class, maybe 63, 65 trainees in the, the entire program. But I remember we were all at the um, officers club together, and you know, men drinking beer, things happen. Mm. And I remember as I was leaving, somebody said something in my general direction, and I remember walking by and I put my hand on his shoulder, and I'm like no thank you uh-huh. right and i like patted him on the shoulder and and then i left and so that night he you, you can't really lock your doors and stuff it's like a dormitory setting and mm-hmm. he he came in very drunk and i was on the bottom bunk and he just kind of just jumped in there wow. <laughs> and invited himself in and i was like wow. oh hell no this is not happening and i'm not the toughest girl in town but i could fend for myself and i was not drunk so that made it a lot easier and mm. I but it was a it was a it was a battle it was a battle um and then when I woke up and, the, and you know you're startled and what do you do when you're one of the only women on the floor right and anyway I got him out of there and I, I remember I barricaded my door with like a chair or something because you couldn't really lock them and then the next morning we had a big dry erase board in the hallway and it said um, OT Funk, Funk's my maiden name. OT Funk gives really great head. And I was like, huh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All right. This is what every girl wants to see on the way to the bathroom in the morning. And I, wow. and I, I just said, excuse me. <laughs> no, actually, she doesn't. And if we could correct this, that would be great. And I remember erasing it. And then we went to breakfast. It was all the Snickers and the whatever. Mm. And they were all patting them on the back and stuff. And I'm like, mm, let's rewind this. And what yeah. exactly happened? And wow. um it was, it was very interesting because he was one of the top performers in the class and he was very physically able and all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, there, he, he actually broke a whole bunch of rules, not just that. And I remember there was actually a legal proceeding where they were trying to charge him for not what he did to me, but for all these other things. And I remember the lawyer questioning me and asking me, well, did he do this? Did he do that? Like, did he leave early? Did he not do his... you know, whatever little duties. And I was like, and I'm looking at him like, you're asking all the wrong questions, Yeah, (laughs) you know, based Mm -hmm. on my experience with this person. And long story short, he didn't get charged with anything and they made him the number one OT graduate. So he was the honor graduate on top of everything. And I wasn't the only one that he had, you know, attempted to assault. But um, I remember telling my flight commander what actually happened. And he was just, he was just so appalled, but there were no systems in place to mm-hmm. take appropriate action, you know, and all I had was this interchange with the lawyer and they didn't ask any of the, you know, appropriate questions. And Did, you just, I just sat there. I was like, wow, yeah. really? And, and then when I told my flight commander and the lawyer what really happened, then the repercussions were that his, all of his buddies, if you will, that all of their parents were like, you know, oh sixes and above in the military, they filed a complaint against me that I led him on at the officers club and that I invited him to my room and it was totally consensual. I was like, no, oh, no, no, no. As no, an no. attempt to get ahead of it. Exactly. Type of thing. So then the entire officer training school campus and all everybody, it was like in the blotter kind of thing, uh-huh. was this charge against me that I was falsifying this, you know, claim. And so Hmm, it was just a huge wow. waste of time. And I was like, wow. It was just, you know, so humiliating. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the top people as well. But for him to get the honor 
spot for our class. Mm. And my flight commander just sat right next to me and he's like, just remain calm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I was yeah. like, wow. Oh, so frustrating. Well, what happened to the concept of an officer and a gentleman? Exactly. You know? And that's what I told him. I said, is this what I'm walking into? Is this what it is to be a commissioned officer? When these are my peers, these are the people that I'm relying on. These are the people that my life is held in conjunction with. Awesome. Good to know. Duly noted. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a whole nother level of insult to the, to the problem there. I mean, there's the, there's the physical and the the other aspects of it, but there's also that element of uh, what about this, you know, fraternity or whatever you want to call this grouping of people that we, we have an honor bound system supposedly. Mm Mm-hmm. And betrayal. the integrity, it's betrayal. because yeah. in the officer court, it's all about integrity and sure. you know the oath. I will not lie, mm-hmm. cheat, or steal, nor will I tolerate those who do. And I'm like, yeah. what happened to that? When I'm yeah, looking at this complaint, I'm like, really? Yeah, because <laughs> none of this is true. They're yeah. supposed to be like knights. You know what I mean? Right. They're supposed to be a code. They're supposed That's to be honor, self honor, honor of others. You know, and yep. uh, uh, they're not knights. You know, they're not warrior monks you know Mm -hmm. uh it's it's incredibly disappointing and i always have i've always held the position of love compassion and non-judgment that's my guiding force always has been Mm -hmm. and i remember right before graduation we were in the throes of all the slanderous things and all the different accusations and stuff but we still had our training to do and so we were running the track and i was one of the fastest women but uh, and a totally different story but i had stress fractures from my ankle to my mid femur at the time wow. and i had a cracked femur so i actually had a broken leg on top of everything else was this sprints or relay or long distance so this is or? like you know whatever the mile run or okay. that they have to gotcha. tie me for so i was totally bandaged up hobbling along because you had to complete it mm. or you couldn't get your commission type of thing and i was always the fastest but i had developed these stress fractures and so at you know, when everybody's running towards the end, everybody gathers and high fives everybody. And, and you, like, it's customary to kind of run the last little bit with people. And I always did that for everybody. We always did it. And so this guy that had assaulted me, you know, six nights prior, he, he came running right next to me. And I'm like, I have tears streaming down my face because I'm in so much pain with this stress fracture situation. And he's running beside me and he was apologizing for what he did wow right and i'm running and i'm like can you just let me finish my run you know and i'm like i forgive you but (laughs) just let me finish my run it's like yeah this is the moment you chose right right now i'm in like extreme pain and whatever so anyway good times it's interesting that he did it at all (laughs) wow yeah and they wanted to meb me right so that was like Uh, the biggest insult for everything i'm in the middle of this you know, attempted sexual assault thing. And then they mm-hmm. wanted to ki- not kick me out, but excuse me for a medical evaluation. I'm just like, mm. you know what? A broken leg, whatever. I'm just going to graduate. Wow. Mm. Wow. And that added a whole other dimension that you're going to attack somebody that's bandaged up, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. You know? But that I managed to defend crazy. myself. But anyway, yeah. but um, on that whole broader topic, as a woman in the military, mm-hmm. um, uh, also as one that's, I won't call myself attractive, but you're in, attractive. A sea, in a sea of other women <laughs> that don't wear makeup, you know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah. it, it was not uncommon for mm. senior officers. Like if we were on a deployment to invite you to their room. I remember one Colonel, he left his room key on my, like we were all in the dining facility and he put his room key like under my dinner plate. I was like, really? Mm. Wow. wow. No, thank you. Wow, really Does that actually work? Me, yeah. You know? I mean, do people... Well, and did... so this person had a reputation for that. Okay. And so mm. I remember the next morning I came down to breakfast and everybody was looking at me sideways like, did she do it? And I'm just like, wow, no, she did not. And I like stood up in, in front of everybody. I'm like, no, she did not. I was like, you guys, seriously, stop. With that jackass, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Gosh, but, uh, it's wow. it's ramp. This is twenty five years ago, but it was rampant. It was yeah. rampant. It was, mm. It's kind of like the whole Vegas thing, you know, when people deploy, a lot of stuff goes down. Jeez. Mm. So, you know, what prompted some of this discussion was the fact that you know I had been looking at statistics, and it was a terribly shocking. Uh, 
statistic to hear and to read uh, was that um, one third of all uh, women in the military uh, are sexually assaulted. And as I was saying to you earlier, that wouldn't necessarily have shocked me if it were 50 years ago or something like that. It would, it would have been terrible, but I wouldn't have been as shocked because I, I know enough about a history mm-hmm. to think that, okay, that really sucks, but it's not shocking to me. I understand that that's kind of how badly it sucks yep. or sucked, but it really shocked me that here it is 2000, almost 2020. And that's still the case in yep. the, in the age of, um, whistleblowing and cell phones and email and all that stuff and, and women's rights being more in the forefront and just everything. To me, I'm shocked that that is still the case. And this, that kind of prompted my question to you mm-hmm. about it. There's an entire military sexual trauma division of the VA right now hmm. to handle these cases. Because wow. I've recently been reengaging with the Veterans Affairs for, on a variety of different things. And uh, yeah, it's a big thing. And many women still won't report. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't know if I know any women in the military that have not been assaulted. How's that? That's interesting. interesting. My first tour, so I leave officer training school with that behind me, right? And so I, I went straight from officer training school to Korea. No training. I just, like a week. <laughs> I, never, I didn't get to go to tech school because of everything. Anyway. And I show up, and I remember I was in um, the in-processing room, and this captain in a flight suit hit on me in in-processing. And I looked at him, and I said, you just introduced yourself and said you were married with four kids stateside. Why are you asking me out on a date? And he's like, well, we're in Korea. We're going to be here for a whole year. And I'm like, dude, I am so not interested. And so that was like my first week in Korea. And then I was a section commander for a maintenance squadron. So I had 650 guys (laughs) that were very protective of their lieutenant. And I remember I was at a movie theater a few months later with another fellow officer that was one of my best friends. And then I had about 18 um, of my troops at the movie theater. It just so happened. They all went. And so they're like, LT, sit with us. Well, that same captain was like three rows over and he stood up and made a very lewd comment in my general direction. And I was like, dude, told you before, not interested. And the officer sitting right next to me was like, are you serious that you just made that comment to her in a public setting? And then all of my maintenance troops stood up. (laughs) They're like, seriously, that's our commander that you just made that comment to. And Mm -hmm. it scared the crap out of them. And Mm -hmm. so the next week he had a check ride and he failed the check ride and he blamed it on the stress of the scene that I created at the movie theater. And I said, you know what? I've already had this happen once. We're not doing this again, but I had to report to my commander. I had to make Mm -hmm. a formal thing. And on the officer side, it's small groups of people, Mm -hmm. you know? So here I am my first tour remote in Korea and now in you know, you, you hang out with these small circles of officers and I was ostracized hmm. because I, you know, whatever I was doing, if, you know, I didn't do any, I was just sitting in the movie theater and this guy made this lewd comment to me, but he failed his check ride. And so he blamed well, it on me and I was know, just like, wow. He, so to be an attractive woman in the military was a disadvantage. Hmm. So yet he didn't blame the other men that said something in your right. defense. Right. And so I had What's so many witnesses. About, I know, had yeah. my 18 maintenance troops and a fellow commissioned officer sitting right next to me. Witnessed the whole yeah. thing. God. Wow. So, yeah, I, I have lots of stories. Wow. <laughs> it I'm, just I'm, goes on yeah, and on and on. We're glad you made yeah. it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We're really glad you made it intact. Yep. I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, I was proud to hear that those other guys, you know, came to your defense. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, that's really what the code is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if guys have, you know, a female friend who they, or not even a friend, just a female, right. And they know that somebody's being inappropriate. The code amongst men is to be like, Hey buddy, you know, Hey, how about you stop? You know what I mean? We, we, mm-hmm. and that's the nice version, you know, yeah. check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, um, that that code is there, and it surprises me that that 
there isn't much, much, much more of that in the, in the military, you know, perhaps there's opportunity for that, you know, but just wish I'm hearing more of that. Well, um, thank you for just being open and vulnerable and sharing your experience. And that helps one person out there. Then that's the name of the ball game. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that about you, that you are authentic in that way. That's the name of this show, man. That's right. <laughs> Hence the invitation <laughs> to be on the show. Yeah. We um, don't have time for being inauthentic. Yeah. It's time to just keep it real and, and heal the world. I agree. Mm-hmm. What do you say? What say you, Satch? Uh, I, I said, well, yeah, what she said. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. we, we talk about um, authenticity as genuineness, but we also talk about authenticity as being self-authoring. Yes. And that's another reason why you're here. Um, in the show in particular, because um, I wanted to ask you some things about how you've self-authored your way uh, doing what you do. So I know you from our networking group and and, and all that. That's been a lot of fun. Um, but I want to kind of as a preamble say that I really like you because um, I always feel good in your presence and you um, seem to be able to do that with everybody. Like, Whenever I'm around and I see you greeting people, I see people light up. I'm, I have a lot of sensory acuity, and I wa- look at people, and they're just like really thrilled to see you, and you make them feel Aww, good. And it looks you. very much like the way I feel when when I see you. So um, uh, I said to you earlier tonight, you're one of the most powerful networkers I've ever met. You're good at it. Like you're unconsciously, like stupidly good at it. Like you just. You're awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, and I'm wondering if that's a huge part. It seems like it would be a huge part of why you're more successful in uh, the business that you do that a lot of people struggle at and never get off the ground with, with the essential oils and doTERRA and all that kind of stuff. You seem really good at that. And um, the way you've organized the networking groups and the way you've organized your essential oil business reminds me of what you were describing uh, organizing those things for those five-star generals. Mm-hmm. So could you talk a little about that and what, how that is for you? I just kind of drift through life. Sometimes I feel like Mr. Magoo. I feel like I'm just doing my thing <laughs> and mm. seeing what happens. Um, I strive to live in joy, uh-huh. right? And I said it before, the love, compassion, and non-judgment. And I look at every other human being that I interact with. There's, I have an education background, right? So we always say, there's an opportunity to learn in mm-hmm. every interaction. Every interaction is an opportunity to learn. So when I meet somebody, I'm my my subconscious mind, I think, is basically saying, ooh, this person's interesting. What am I going to learn from them? And so I think what happens is the energy that I give off is genuine warmth and curiosity. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key. It's funny. I, um, uh, I was... Um, exploring some employment opportunities and i i stumbled into a place called women helping women help in irvine it's a great little job support place and so they have all these different classes and there was one on networking and i went to it yesterday and i actually thought it was like a networking session where we would go to physically network but it was a class on how to network and so Mm. i i show up ready to network and um so the gal <laughs> teaching the class she's teaching the basics and i'm like uh-huh 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 and we were going around the room and and she was connecting with everybody and saying you know what do you do and so she's trying to give networking tips and then she got to me she, she's like okay so in the holistic world who I don't know like what you would do in the holistic world. I said, that's totally fine. I created my own networking group for holistic practitioners. <laughs> we all need to support each other. And it's like, I, I didn't mean to, but I kind of started, you know, teaching the class. I'm like, well, I have my own niche. I have my own world. So I just had to create it around what I wanted, you know? And I just, I said, I just love the holistic community. Did you and network explain her? Pardon? Did you network explain to her? <laughs> It was pretty funny, but um, she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, you seem to have a handle on this, yeah. <laughs> you know." And um, yeah, so she's coming over for an aroma touch in a couple of days. <laughs> oh, she! Uh, yeah. Yeah. You did it again. They but, can't um, resist you. Yeah, <laughs> but it was really fun. She's like, "Oh, I want to network with you," and I'm like, "Okay, let's go." But it's, it, I, but I think that's what it is. Is I see the light in every other person, so it's mm. not a chore. It's not stressful. Like I love me. I genuinely love meeting new people. Because you have your own world. And, oh, what can I learn from you? You know, mm. what can I learn from you? Oh, look at them. You know, and I don't, you know, sense energy the way some people do. I just, 
don't know. I just, I'm, I'm naturally curious about mm, people. Okay. So have you guys taken the um, Clifton Strength Finders test? I know what it is, but I have not taken it. Yeah. So I highly recommend that. Strength and so finders. that you know, yeah. you know, there's Myers-Briggs and yeah. what's your color and all that other stuff. But <laughs> I love this one. So my strengths are positivity, communication, woo. Oh, now I can't remember the other ones futuristic so i can see the end goal so like in the world of network marketing it's like i can see the end goal it's right there uh-huh. what's the problem let's go Woo-hoo, let's go you know? <laughs> um but but that's my energy you hmm. know so if if that's how i'm wired why not exploit that? Yeah. Now I'm a little short on the whole strategy, <laughs> follower. Yeah. You know the action piece, but I'm very good at connecting with people and making them feel good about themselves. Well, that was a, yeah. a a lovely simple strategy that you shared. Just to look at somebody and then just wonder, ooh, what can I learn from this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's that not alone, a what am I going to get yeah. from them, but it's what am I going to learn? Rather, yeah. what am I going to learn? Um, because. You know, there's just something about that. You looked at me when you said that a little while ago, and I thought that's where I, that's what I saw before in you because I did mm-hmm. once come to one of the luncheons just just to meet Carlos. Yeah. I yeah. was I, I came from from work and I didn't stay. I came late and I left early. Right, it was one of those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Yeah, but <laughs> snuck in. Yeah, but I have had the chance to see you in action, and and when you just said that and you looked at me when you said, it, I thought oh, I recognize it now. And just by sharing that, that's going to help me. That's something that I, oh, I can use. I'm gonna next time. I'm just gonna. Well, if Sandy were here, she'd be <laughs> curious about what she could get to learn from this person. Yeah, and I can step into that too. Yeah, for you sure. Know, and just do that. And you don't. Yeah. You don't technique that. That's something. Maybe techniques could come from, but it's that's like an underlying way that you're going about it. That's um, not yeah. technique. It's who you are. It's who you, it's your. It's your vibe you're putting out, and stuff naturally flows yeah, from that place. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you know when you're a little kid and you see somebody you admire do something that you like, then you go and do it because you want to be like this person you admire. Like, like you said, it's not a technique. It's just yeah. embodying this person that is able to do something that you admire. Yeah. You know? so, and I, I'm cool. just truly fascinated by people, and I'm utterly fascinated by people in the holistic community. And so leading a networking group as the facilitator, what am I really doing? I'm just introducing everybody to spend two minutes to talk about themselves. Can I think of anything more fun than that? No. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that comes through because I'm genuinely excited Mm -hmm. to hear what everybody does. Mm. Yeah, that's neat. And we all are learning from each other. And it's it's more fun in the holistic world because it's not, I sell insurance. I'm a banker. I'm a painter. You know, it's yeah. every every time each of you share what you do, it's like we all get a little nugget. Mm-hmm. And it's not scripted, it's not a ploy. It's just you're you're just genuinely sharing what you do and that what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. I well, think I just think it's exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, exciting is a good word for it because it's it's um like on the if I had a scale for the energies. I mean, it's in the upper scale, you know, it's like the stuff that you do when, when you're getting people together, it's super high energy, whether or not you're jumping around or not. It's like, not like you have to go ah, crazy and shake your hands everywhere. Your hair's bouncing mm-hmm. and you're jumping up and down. It doesn't have to be like that. There's something about the excitement that comes across and makes people feel like that frequency knob has been turned up and it's going, you know, it's like raising up and you can feel yeah. it. Well, and if you guys are getting a benefit from that, then that brings me great joy. We're getting buzzed over here. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, like I literally get high connecting people. Yeah. I, I am a total connector. And when mm. I see two people that can, you know, help solve a problem, like I literally will start to cry. I get so excited. I'm like, oh, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a cheap fix right know, there. Right? Yeah. So good it hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because for a long time in our group, we never charged any money. And uh-huh. people are like... You know, you you need to get paid for this. I'm like, how, yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm happy. That's all the payment I need. So we started charging ten bucks or something, which mm-hmm. is nothing, right? But so at least I you get yeah. a little. It pays for my lunch, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, exactly. But I'm like, yeah. no, I'm really just having fun. How long have you been doing this network group? This this current one. Gosh, probably four or five years now. And it started out because I would go to other networking events in the evening, 
And it's like, there's always a speaker and you have like 10 minutes to network and you don't get to talk to people afterwards. And I was always saying, let's go to lunch. I want to learn more about what you do. What do you do? I want, I want to learn about that. Let's go to lunch on Tuesday. And so I would like, whoever I really clicked with, we would all go to lunch the next Tuesday and then we could really have a conversation, you know, <laughs> yeah. over an hour and a half instead mm-hmm. of just 10 minutes of networking. And so somebody said, you need to have your own group and just call it lunch bunch where you get together. And I'm like, okay. So that's how it started. Okay. And so then I just said, okay, so next Tuesday is Lunch Bunch. Whoever wants to come and learn more about what each other does, come join us for lunch. Super so re- cash. Wow. And then really- it just grew over the years. Yeah, and sometimes it's quite large. Yeah, we've had 40, 50 people before, and that's overwhelming for me. Yeah. And what's overwhelming is I know not everybody's going to get to share for at least two minutes because sure. I can't because we'd be there for three hours. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I like, I hate having to say, ding, ding, ding. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We need to move on. You yeah. Know? And then I can't ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. But most people have like a fear of public speaking. So I hope that my energy helps them be less fearful. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Safe. Um, partly I'm going be- for safe. You, you create safety, but you also... Um, you remember, uh, even when you've just met somebody a little bit. And so you, you often say a little something about them anyway. So even if they didn't cover it, you kind of point it out. So, um, that's really good of you. And it also does create comfort for people. Thank you. you Everybody loves to hear good things about them. Even if they feel a little shy about it, um, it still feels good. Warm fuzzies and all that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, we know that you were in the military. Uh, you maybe just, you know, for, for the sake of the recording here, just kind of explain what your role was. In the oh, I was a core personnel officer. Totally boring. <laughs> <laughs> I ran the personnel divisions. You were like <laughs> HR. Kind of yeah. I was like human resources. We, we ran yeah. the whole department, like at each unit level. So you were always involved with people and managing Absolutely. people and managing mm-hmm. data and information and. Yep. Yeah, yeah. and then I um, then I became a protocol officer. So we're basically the right hand person for the for the you know the commander of the base. In this case, it was a two star general. So I would run all the all of the large scale events, all the awards ceremonies, promotions, that type of thing. Um, and then and I was the welcome wagon. So any generals um, that came to visit dignitaries, we would set up the itineraries and do everything from greet them at the front gate to set up water, to the parties, to the dinners, to making sure the car was at the right place at the right time. That was actually a very stressful job. And lots of people got fired before me. Hmm. So it was my quest just to not get fired. Wow. Hmm. And I did a really good job. And at the end, my commander said, you've done a great job. (laughs) Actually, he said, would you rather be nominated for Air Force, you know, like officer of the year, or would you rather have a, a flight in an F-16? I'm like, flight in an F-16, <laughs> screw the award. Anybody can win that award. <laughs> Take me up. But my only regret was uh-huh. I had just given birth to my first child. And mm. so here's your tip of the day. Don't go for an F-16 ride while you're nursing. Uh, I don't recommend that because seven Gs oh, can yeah. get really freaking uncomfortable. Oh, I'll wow. bet. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me something about... The cockpit and never mind. You know, and they um, like, yeah. you know, you do like all the safety stuff. You have to hang upside down yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this is really uncomfortable. Right, right. <laughs> does does, does milk curdle at high altitudes? See, that's, yeah. that's you, went, you went there, so I, I, I went yeah. there. You know, I'm I was sorry. like, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't you know, know if I yeah. if I can yeah. say this or not. But sorry, yeah. we got was, Tina laughing over here. Yeah, yeah but it was exactly a lot of fun. And the general kind of got me back. He's like, remember that visitor with that one general that didn't go as we thought? I'm like, oh yeah, that was a bad day. And he was like, push. Like hard right, hard right. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. So he got me back for some things, but it was fun. I didn't throw up. A lot of times, the distinguished visitors, you know, they they're all excited to go on an F sixteen ride, and then they totally throw up all over themselves, right? And I'm at the end with the camera crew for the photo op when they're done, and Uh yeah, I get nauseated in the car. (laughs) I get nauseated in the car. I'd have taken the award. Yeah, yeah, just. But you know, why couldn't you have had both? See, I'd have asked for both. Yeah. I did get a big award. Okay, good. good. Just making sure. I got a big medal. (laughs) I was very well taken care of. Okay, okay. Tell us about the socks. Socks. What are you talking about? His socks with the hole? No, not. No, we we have awesome socks, but but there was a certain 
general in some socks, I remember. Some story about missing socks. Oh, I don't know. I was always prepared for whatever. That that was kind of my, my trademark, is that whatever random scenario you threw at me, I was ready. That made me the best protocol officer ever. So I had one boss that was notorious for random problems. And so like he would show up wearing blue socks. And he had to go like do a big presentation. I'm like, dude, you can't. You're wearing blue socks. And I would just open up my drawer. I'm like, here, here's some black socks. Put these black socks on. He's like, how do you have black socks? I'm like, I have it all. <laughs> and everything. So one some day officer sh- of the year, of course. Yeah. One day he showed up with like the wrong t-shirt on. Uh-huh. And I'm like, whatever, dude, I got your t-shirt. You know, but but generals, <laughs> you know, especially when they're flying literally around the globe, right, for these mm-hmm. big events, it's mm-hmm. very easy to forget something. And so I was always ready. So I was the one that had the extra hat, the extra medals, the extra ties, the extra clips, the extra whatever, the socks, the belts, the belt loop, I mean, the, you know, the belt buckle. So I always had all that stuff. Because hmm. think about how easy is it to go on a trip and forget your belt. And if you're in front, you're the leader, everybody's looking at you, that's not acceptable. Right. And so, yeah. I had one general, he forgot his shoes. That was a little tricky because he was like, size 13 or something huge <laughs> and so i had to real quick run to the wow. store and get his shoes and yeah, yeah. one uh, four-star general forgot his um rank lapels for his service dress oh, that was a tricky one because they don't always have those stocked at the mm. little on base store but mm. yeah Boy. and in our dv you know the the fancy you have the regular hotel rooms and then you had the fancy ones and so those were completely decked out i actually helped our base win a big award installation excellence award because of how i helped <laughs> deck out the the dv quarters because everything you could have forgotten i had there so i had a jewelry box set up with all of the different accoutrements that could have been left behind and the socks and the shoes and the t-shirt i always had them in a drawer so if worst case scenario it was right there and the inspectors loved Loved that. And so mm. we got massive bonus points for that. So that was pretty cool. So I pretty much guaranteed the person who replaced you when you left got they, fired. Yeah, yeah, they hated me. Yeah. So Poor actually, person. That's not people fair. like kept in touch with me. They're like, oh, just so you know, Carlos got fired. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it was kind of funny. I, right. you, I, did, I messed up yeah. for I messed up a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. The other thing with that award, it was kind of funny. Um, we would give, you know, the the base um brief you know the the public affairs mission briefing or whatever and i remember this so this big awards team was coming in so our commander had us redo everything with all the latest stats Mm. and the poor guys in the back trying to get everything just perfect and so we had this huge inspection team all of the you know colonels and generals in the room and and i'm the i'm the coordinator of it all and as they were getting started the public affairs guys brought up the wrong briefing Whoops. So it was the old stats. And it was like the whole reel was just wrong, wrong, wrong. And mm. I'm smiling through it all like, well, can't stop now. And mm. I just was smiling, smiling, smiling. And the, the inspectors were all watching me. And then they watched the commander give me the evil eye. And then he like looked at me and was like, come over here now. And so I crouched down. I'm like, yes, sir, what can I do? And he's like, you know, this is all wrong. And blah, blah, blah. And he like whispered chewed me out yeah like in front of everybody Mm. and i just kept smiling yes sir yes sir absolutely sir we'll take care of that sir you know what else are you gonna do Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and the team was just watching me i'm like yes sir absolutely but i was just totally nonplussed about i'm just like there is nothing i can do about this situation i apologize sir there's nothing i can do we're gonna fix it at the next whatever and um we ended up winning this big mm. award, this Air Force thing. And one of the inspectors, he pulled me to the side and he said, I want to let you know that you're the one that won the award for that wing. He's like, that general was chewing you out publicly for something that clearly wasn't your fault. They're like, we looked around, we could tell it wasn't your fault. He's like, you took one for the entire wing. And he's like, and you were completely, mm. you know, unflappable. I was like, well, didn't really have a choice. <laughs> he's yeah. like, well, well, you want, and it was like a million dollars or something for programs or whatever. But I was like, mm. well, okay, cool. Thank you. So sad. But you just keep smiling. I, you know? I can't understand how she would be successful in business or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, with the, <laughs> I know. such a slouch and I know. totally unorganized and basically you're incompetent, Sandy. And <laughs> it's obvious that, you know, I don't know, it's just pure luck, right? 
your life. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, what's interesting is I, I have a, a sense of justice in me, right? So I'm, I'm quite bothered that this general chewed you out for something that was not your fault. Isn't As the he, protocol officer, we get blamed for a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so whose fault was that's it? Protocol. And why did this general not understand this? He did understand it, but I was the only one that could be right there to take the heat. And he was just like beet red. It's okay. It yeah. all works out at all the right. end. Yeah. So kick the dogs I, just I, I went from that a... base to Hawaii. It was a beautiful thing. I had a great... Mm. I went off to do many Very bigger good. and better Very things okay. and be commander of many units and stuff like that. So yeah, I think everybody... It's kind of like waiting on tables. I think everybody should be a protocol officer just yeah. to feel that. Mm. Did this yeah. make you tougher? Yes. It I did. can smile through anything. Okay. So in a way, this, this really brought out your resilience, huh? Yes. I would agree. Wow. That served you all bet. Yeah. I have to tell another funny story. So um, I'm on this whole job thing. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm I'm reconnecting with all of these veterans agencies because intuitively and spiritually, I'm being guided to uh-huh. help people, my fellow vets with anxiety, depression, and PTSD. And so I've already shared two or three stories that you would think I would be totally traumatized by, <laughs> but I'm not. I, I actually feel really great. And I've had other challenges to work through. But anyway, so I was connecting with this... Um, veterans employment agency if you will mm-hmm. and he's like what do you want to do and so i told him some things i'm like i'm not sure i just i want to serve my fellow veterans to be the best that they possibly can and you know and help them with these things i'm like I've, i'm a holistic health coach i've got the oils i've got this i've got my experience and so he took my resume and he's like okay i want you to come back in a week and a half and really get clear on what you want to do so i was like okay so I showed up today, and I and he's like, "Okay, where are we? What are we doing?" I said, "Well, I'm assessing my my knowledge, my skills, and my abilities, and all I can say is I want to help other veterans to succeed in life and and do whatever I can to help them." And he looked at me, and goes, "We'd like to offer you a position on our staff." <laughs> and I just laughed. I'm like. Well, where's the fun in that? I'm supposed to be on this big quest, <laughs> you know, this big job hunt. I'm like, you can't offer me a job before you even like take me through the process. It was <laughs> Make pretty me work funny. for it. It was pretty funny. <laughs> that is but, funny. Yeah. Oh man. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. So, so I don't. I, that was just that just happened this uh-huh. morning. Wow. So I don't know. So I have to mull it over and Let's see like if the, I would the, like to go to this. But I can't think of any. You know, there's lots of different ways to serve my fellow veterans, but um, knowing what I know, you know, and when people are just leaving the military and they've got a lot of baggage, right, and then they're trying to transition to the civilian sector, there's going to be ways that I can serve them above and beyond, fill out this packet, let me see your resume. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So I think he's kind of looking at me like a secret weapon in the office. He also thinks I'm kind of sassy. Smart man. Mm. Yeah. So he just laughed and he's like, he's like, I want you sitting in that cubicle right there. He's like, I want to watch you in action when people come in and they're not prepared. Cause he's like, you're not going to give them any, you know, he's like, I know you're going to shred these people. <laughs> he's like, but you're going to whip them into shape and you're going to help them to be the best that they can. And he's like, and I just want to witness it. And I was like, Oh, okay. Mm. That sounds fun. I'm like, but is it fun? Cause it has to be fun. If it's not fun, I'm out. Mm. And so I shouted him for, it, actually, this is kind of funny. I shouted him for about three hours to see what it was. And, and I was learning as we went. And his first appointment was somebody that I worked with at Whole Foods. And so I, as a holistic health coach, mm. I worked at Whole Foods Market and I ended up working in the juice bar and I taught juicing classes and that type of thing. So this gal was working on her master's in social work at USC while working at Whole Foods. So she worked in mm. grocery. So she comes in for her appointment with this guy and I'm told, I'm just, you know, just listening and shadowing and they're doing their whole thing. And she keeps looking at me and she's like, did you work at Whole Foods? <laughs> I was like, I did. And I was like embarrassed, you know, like, oh, I did. Whole yes. paycheck. And she's like, no, 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 I totally worked with you. And she's like, I totally remember you worked in the juice bar. You always made really great juices. I'm like, oh, thanks. You know? <laughs> and this guy was like, seriously? <laughs> Do you know everybody? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. So but you, everywhere I go, I bump into, you know, it's, but it's making these connections, yeah. right? Yeah. You're a and natural so every, networker. Everywhere That's I go, I, I yeah. know people and it's pretty fun. Very neat. But, uh, but anyway, so she got her she got her master's in social work, and she ended up getting this great job, but lots of transitions. And um, I actually got to sit down with her, and I'm like, okay, let's get super clear. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what are your skills? And you know, he handed her the packet, but I'm like, all right, let's really talk. Wow. It was just really fun. Okay. I'm like, I can do this. 
Well, I I, I'd like to talk juice. Juice. Personally. I mean, what, what is your... <laughs> they wandered your, in the desert for 40 years. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, bada bing, bada boom. There I think you I'm go. the only nice. one that like gained weight working in the juice bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it was juice, <laughs> smoothies, and then we also had the coffee bar, and then we had mm. all of the gelato and like... <laughs> Baked goods and stuff. Liquid calories. Oh, yeah. You were next But, you know, sometimes you'd make those smoothies in those containers and you make too much. Then what are you going to do? God, yeah. You got to slug it down or make samples or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think I gained 10 pounds working there. It's too many smoothies. So what is is your your recommended combination? Let's hear it. For juice? Yes. What is it? Hands down. So a little kale. You got to have kale. Okay. Um, Kale, spinach. You put a little orange juice as your base. Um, with some apples, you can throw in some ginger and lemon, some other stuff. That's like my favorite. All right. So here's something funny. So in 2003 is when I left the pharmaceutical industry and I became a holistic health coach. Now rewind in your brain. Do you remember anyone eating kale? No. <laughs> no. So we yeah. were all sent on a mission, like our director from IIN, Institute for Integrative Nutrition in Manhattan. He's like, okay. You're going to go out, you're going to go to the grocery stores, and you're going to help us bring kale to the marketplace. Wow. So in 2003, we were all out. Right? right? It was a psyop. It was kale psyop. And so we would all go to the grocery stores. <laughs> and I remember taking my or mom, psychop. and I was trying to teach my mom what I was learning. I'm like, all right, mom, we're going to have kale. And she's like, kale? What the hell's kale? I'm like, come on. We're going to go to the grocery <laughs> store. We're going to get some kale. They didn't sell kale. So I remember talking to the produce manager. I'm like, dude, where's your kale? He's like, uh, sorry, lady, we don't actually eat kale. <laughs> it's <laughs> a garnish. Like, he's like, if you want kale, you need to go to the deli because we put it underneath the meat trays. Right, so I garnish. go to the deli and I'm like, hi, can I buy some kale, please? And mm. he's like, lady, we only get like the minimum amounts. I just use, it's just a garnish. You don't actually mm-hmm. eat the kale. It's just a garnish. I'm like, no, I promise you. I want you to eat the kale. I'm like, give me some kale. And I like, he handed me the kale. I'm like, watch, you can just totally eat it raw. And so I'm chewing on the kale. And he's like, you're out of your mind. He's Nobody's like, yeah, going like, to eat piece of paper. kale. And I'm like, I'm telling you, we are all going to be eating kale. (laughs) And so you need to start ordering kale. There's going to be a mad rush on kale. Be ready, man. Be a leader. Be in the front. (laughs) (laughs) And they laughed so hard at me, right? Mm. And so what, 10, 15 years later, I'm working at Whole Foods in the juice bar. And oh my God, if we didn't have organic kale, they were pretty much protesting out in the front, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And I remember looking at my team and I'm like, 10 years ago, nobody was eating kale. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now let's talk about Swiss chard. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like, take the heat off kale. Switch yeah. it up. Switch it up. Do a little Swiss chard. And they're like, we're never going to eat Swiss chard. I'm like, yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> this is like what we're you doing are. in the Middle East right now. <laughs> let's go from one country to the other. That was so funny. Yeah. So that Halloween, I um, th- that's when Lady Gaga did her famous meat dress. Oh, oh But yes. I worked in the juice bar, so I created a dress out of um, kale and Swiss chard. And I wore <laughs> a white wig, right? And uh, yeah, so I won $100 from that costume contest. Thank you very little. But yeah. Very nice. Wow. <laughs> I just have totally random information for you guys. Oh yeah. You gosh. can imagine me in a kale dress now, can't you? Well, I can. I can. Pictures up. Now, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd like to see that picture. I think Me we too. need to post Dude, that I'm totally going to share Facebook it with you. Page. Me too. Do it yeah. again. It came Instagram up as a, you know, yeah. those Halloween's Facebook flashback up. things. Uh-huh. Yeah, it totally came up. I'm like, oh, on your Kale Facebook feed. Yeah. Oh. And there's a picture of my husband steadfastly, you know, helping me create this this kale dress. Yeah. So I wanted I to redo, it. these were my crazy days, right? I wanted to redo Lady Gaga's Boys, Boys, Boys. But it was rewritten as kale, kale, kale. I had it all worked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so whenever that song comes on, I sing it at the top of my lungs, and it's all about kale. And I talked about you know my farms to school experience, bringing fresh produce to the to the school system in Washington when I worked there. And um, yeah, you so did one, that? one day I'll sing it for you. Yeah, that's super cool that you did that. Farms to school, yeah, yeah. yeah I loved that's that. Awesome. That was my PTA mm-hmm. days. That was my Girl Scout PTA days. Oh, wow. And I think right now mustard greens are saying, and what am I, chop liver? I know, yeah. right? It's totally. mustard greens. They're a little bitter. You know? They've yeah. been replaced by kale. and Yeah. You know, now now they can't even grow enough kale. Right. So they're like, we mm-hmm. have to do something else. And so now all the holistic health coaches are like, oh, sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't get it organic, you're really screwed because it's one of the most pesticide... Uh, uh, Even the organic things, labeling, it's, it's kind of a 
tricky subject. Is it okay? Yeah. yeah. See, yeah, what was, was it? What's the term for that? Then what? The nasty seven or whatever? Oh, the the, the, the dirty the dirty dozen. The dirty, the dirty dozen. dozen. Yeah. 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 Strawberries. Be careful. Are you yeah. gonna eat the skin or not? Because that's yeah. how you decide. Yeah. 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 I just Tom. eat regular bananas. I'm just gonna let you know that. <gasps> I'm shocked. I know, yeah. right? Well, I have a complaint about organic bananas. What? They put a piece of tape around them, and you have to buy the whole bunch. Oh. And I don't want to buy seven or eight bananas. I want to buy three bananas. So I'm always like, I feel like a criminal cutting the tape to just get my three bananas. Here's your secret, Satch. Yeah. Buy all seven. Okay. Take half of them, peel them immediately, and put them in the refri- in the freezer, and use them in your smoothies. You see how you see what we learn on the show. See, yeah, see? it's an educational pursuit. That's see? why they right. pay me the big bucks. Exactly. So you're looking at Carlos right now. What am I going to learn from this guy today? Yeah. And it's yeah. exciting. <laughs> Next time I go to his house, I just go. Hey, do you have any frozen bananas? And I know I there's going to be some. Close there. my yeah. freezer most days because it's so full of frozen fruit. Mm. And I really? look in my cabinet. I'm like, Where's all my containers? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they're in the freezer holding bananas. Because I do the, ex- I actually That's do that bananas. exact same thing. Yeah. So you know, this is interesting because I mean, here you are. You're a person. You 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 do this networking. Yeah, you are a person. You do this networking. I just noticed that too, actually. Yeah, I'm and and you do oils and you've worked I don't for think generals. You've even and... said my name. My name is Sandy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Sandy. Yeah. I was going to ask you earlier. Do you uh, these days? Do you go by Sandy Funk Chastine or just Sandy Chastine? You just have just Funk, Funk on there for my high school friends. Oh, so they can okay, find that's you. That's why. Yeah, that's the mm. only reason. Because I, I mean, I like both names, but Funk is is fun for like Funk it up, you know, get funky. Oh my god! Fun stuff with that. Yes, growing up with the name Funk, it was good times every day. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Funk you, okay? <laughs> funk <laughs> off, everyone. Just funk off. So uh, I only have it there for my high school friends. So, <laughs> so my married name is Chastine, but my middle name is Jean. Have fun with that. Yes, it's true. I'm Sandra Jean Chastine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) You are um, an expert in essential oils, and I thought it'd be really cool if you shared um, some, some tips with people that you know, know a little bit, but not much and could sure. love some tips with things that they could do and would be helpful stuff with essential oils and, and things like that. It'd be really cool if you could sure. do that. You bet. So essential oils are everywhere. You mm. can get them at Bed Bath & Beyond. You can get them at your gas station. So um, there's lots of different grades of essential oils. So I would say choose wisely. First of all, get the highest quality that you can. Most mm. people think of the essential oils for physical issues. So if you have a headache, most people know to put peppermint on your temples or the, you know, behind your, your neck. For me, the sexiness of oils and the power and the majesty of them is looking at the emotional and spiritual side mm. of healing for mm-hmm. the essential oils. So we have lots of books now on like, okay, so here's the physical part of the essential oils. Here's the different ailments. Here's the oils that you would use. And I think the most important thing to remember is that the oils aren't going to treat or cure anything, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Really what they're doing is they're helping the body to go back into balance. So the body's imbalanced in some level. And as a holistic health coach, we know that the body is not going to just spontaneously create some manifestation of dis-ease. There's always an emotional root. Mm-hmm. So, so this is where I love to teach about the essential oils. So if we know that frankincense, for example, what do you know about frankincense? Pop quiz. I know that it treats, uh, well, I'm not going to back up it. We don't want to say treats. I know that it helps has, the body get back into balance. Yes, due but to... <laughs> I do know that they've done some um, medical research mm-hmm. and that it actually was used to treat um, and uh, shrink tumors. Sure. So By medical doctors yep. that were doing the research on that. So I do That's know that. Awesome. I also know that um, traditionally, uh, it's been used for joint pain mm-hmm. um, and uh, inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that esoterically it's related to the sun and to uh, angelic um, high vibration. Uh, I think it's why like church incense is frankincense and myrrh. Mm-hmm. You know, those two essences, they drive out uh, negativity, uplift and raise the vibration and, and uh, of thoughts and feelings and uh, create an environment that is harmonious to angelic and higher 
divine power. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Nice. So when we think of frankincense on an emotional, spiritual level, um, frankincense is known for um, reconnecting us with spirit, reconnecting mm. us with the father, the the notion of father, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mentioned frankincense and myrrh. Okay, best baby shower gifts ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> frank, so frankincense connects you with spirit father the the theme is that it helps you overcome feelings of abandonment and loss right now think of all those physical ailments you just mentioned mm-hmm. okay the body does doesn't create cancer out of nothing what do we know about cancer usually there's something to forgive right mm-hmm. and you've lost your connection with source you've forgotten that your spiritual being in a physical plane down here having these experiences. So frankincense helps to repair in the cell what has gone awry in the mind and the heart. Wow. You with me? Yeah. So frankincense connects you with spirit, father, that sense of being abandoned. Like you're down here. Oh my gosh, I'm all by myself. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier. You want to get rid of that victimhood. Mm, No. Now myrrh give you a nickel. If you can, Remember what myrrh does. Um, as I recall, myrrh is related to the planet of Saturn, and therefore Bana, which would be the mother, and mother. Um, Saturn. Uh, so spiritual law, karma, dealing with your shit, basically. I uh, love it. I love you, being Carlos. Disciplined Thank you so for forth. knowing all of this. Yes. Yeah. So let's go back to our best baby shower gift ever. Baby Jesus in a manger, maybe. Right? Son of God down here to help humanity to shift. So we're going to give the baby frankincense and myrrh. Uh-huh. Frankincense connects you with father. Myrrh connects you with mother and helps you release those karmic debts. Do you see the symbolism there? Absolutely. And then what's yeah. the third thing? Gold. Well, they could have given gold coins, maybe, maybe not. But what do they use in that part of the world that is gold in color? What do they use in that part of the world that's gold? with a T. Turmeric? Yeah, turmeric. So a lot of... Um, oh, people in the community think it was really frankincense, myrrh, and turmeric. Now, if you put those three out and you look at the physical um, healing potential of those three agents, you really have the mother of all medicine cabinets. Wow. How's wow. that? Interesting. Do you like that? I yeah. love it. Yeah. So, this is really cool. Yeah. So that's what I like to yeah. teach. So if you understand... It always goes back to spiritual being, physical plane, right? So here we are, this big bundle of cells. The cells aren't functioning correctly. We need to rewind it back. What's going on spiritually? What's going on emotionally? Mm -hmm. And what's going to help you reconnect with source? Remember who you are. Spiritual being, physical plane. Mm -hmm. We're all down here having all of these experiences. And if we can get into that space of love, compassion, and non-judgment, then we can see the oils in a completely different space and modality. And so, yes, they will absolutely help you with the physical things, but it's because of the the emotional, spiritual side. So it's really the, the plants, everything that can go sideways in a human being god gave us a plant for everything so we're just now figuring out and restructuring how we organize the plant kingdom in a way to support us but it's kind of like you're taking the blood or the immune system from the plant and applying it in the in the physical body so Mm -hmm. to me the more we can reconnect with the plant kingdom right and connect with the earth we're so dissociated from the earth with all of our technology and blah, blah, blah 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 But it's really a time to take a deep breath, reconnect. And so I always invite people, you know, you see people slapping their oils all around. I always invite people, put a few drops in your hand and just put your hand over your hand and just connect with that oil. It's a volatile aromatic compound, yes. That's what makes them so amazing. But to just gently activate them between the palms of your hand. Not a brisk, I just go nice and gentle, you know. It'd be very gentle, allow it to activate. And then there's three ways to use the oils. So we use them aromatically so you can inhale them uh-huh. or have a diffuser. You can apply them on your skin, which is the largest organ, or you can take them internally. Not the gas station ones. You know, make sure you've got a, a quality <laughs> brand and it says, yes, you can actually take this internally. On For doTERRA, we have a nutritional supplement label, so it's pretty easy to tell. But, um, you know, so the, kind of the beginners just place their hands over their nose and take a gentle inhalation i like to hang out with all the super cool holistic people right (laughs) so our friends and so i've learned the cool cats so i've learned a technique where you place your fingers on your third eye Mm 
Mm-hmm. And then when you're taking that nice deep inhalation, use the rest of your body. Use your hands to trace how those oils are traveling through your body. And you can feel it. You can really connect. And so as you're inhaling, um, I like to like physically work my hands through what's happening in, in my in my brain. So it's the oils are going in through the olfactory system. They're connecting with those bulbs. And I like to just take my hands and go over my head and, and trace where that oil is going down through the limbic system into you know the back, the base of the skull, the amygdala. That's where the emotional center is. That's mm. where the magic happens with these essential oils is on the back of the neck. And then trace it going down the base of your spine, down through your back. Connect with your heart chakra with your lungs where you're taking in life and then at the exhale push it out and then you can create this amazing circuit i love it so you're following your sensations you're following your sensation and you're just like deeply connecting with that oil of course i have an oil do you guys want to try it yeah would love to yeah (laughs) twist my arm yeah This has been amazing. Um, freaking fabulous conversation with you guys. I appreciate you both. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks Likewise. for having us. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Great, com- great conversation, great exploration, and great smells. Great smells. I'm yeah. like totally, I, I love sandalwood. I'm just totally blissed out over Yeah, it. me too. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the most impactful oil, but we're just kind of chilling. Sure. I love yeah. it. Sandy, how how uh, could people get a hold of you if they wanted to uh, learn more about oils or um, have a session or anything like that, or or join your networking? Uh Lunch well, I would love that. Yeah, yeah. So my networking group is Lunch Bunch. And if you go on Facebook, it should pop right up. And anybody can join the group and see kind of what our community is doing. We meet the third Friday of every month at a wellness studio called Body Studios in Anaheim. It's just on the other side of the I-5 from Disneyland. Um, so we have a great time with that. Um, I have a website. It's www.sandychastine.com. But it's under revision right now. So it should be back up in about a week. But I usually have my classes and events going on there. Um, in terms of essential oils, um, yeah, hit me up anytime. You can reach me on phone. Text me because you're competing with all the robocallers. <laughs> 949-439-7759. Or shoot me an email. Sandy, uh, what is my email? Sandy Chastine at sandy.chastine at yahoo.com that's it i knew i'd remember it okay but um yeah texting or emailing is probably the best i don't know about you guys but i probably get 10 to 15 like either timeshare or robo calls yep. my favorites are the mm-hmm. ones that are in chinese i'm Every like really day. i have no idea what you're saying oh my favorite are the <laughs> calls where they just hang up as soon as you answer the phone yeah it's just freaking annoying what's the point mm-hmm. so yeah. please text me don't try to call me it's too hard it's too hard to take phone calls right now (laughs) but um yeah and so i love um sharing the aroma touch experience with people that's my that's my currency that's my give and i just love 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 that so that's what i you're good at it thank you i'm pulling something from somewhere i don't know but um that's what i love to do to share with people and especially if if you're out there and you're suffering um i have a it's a special um, pull right now for anyone suffering from anxiety, depression, or PTSD. I, um, I'm just feeling really called to serve those. And hey, been there, done that in our family. We have been through the gamut ourselves. And maybe we're on the other side and I'm in a greater capacity to help others. I'm not sure, but if you're out there and you're suffering, then hit me up. I'll totally rub some oils on you. Awesome. You've been listening to The Authenticity Show with your hosts, Carlos Casados and Satch Purcell. Very special thanks to our guest, Sandy Chastine. If you want to get in touch with Sandy, as she just said, you can find her website at sandychastine.com or you can go on Facebook and look up Lunch Bunch, which is her networking group. My name is Oliver Altine. I record, edit, and produce the show. I also wrote our theme song, which you're listening to right now. You can actually find this song, by the way, on an album of mine called Obsidian Kite. 
The name of the song is Wedding Bells for the Dead. And the interstitial music this time was another live jam. That's a song I'm calling Mysteries of the Deep. We'll see. It's still a work in progress. Please subscribe to The Authenticity Show wherever you get your podcasts and find us on social media. Check us out on YouTube. Wherever you find stuff, you can find us. And our website is AuthenticityShow.com. Thanks for listening. Have an authentic day.